Hello, God loves you. Thank you for tuning in to the Almost a Wife podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, losses, and successes on my social media outlets so I can connect with you. Visit me on Instagram at almost.awife. And don't forget to connect with me on Facebook at Almost a Wife. And by the way, I'm also on YouTube by searching Almost a Wife Podcast. Remember, God loves you and so do I. Hello, hello, hello. Well, welcome to episode three of Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. It's me, Dimitri Farr, and today I'm going to talk about love, right? Love. So what is love? Um, you know what? I believe love is an action word. It's a time where you think when you have it that it conquers all. You know what I mean? If you really, really think about it. So I want to talk about how God has shown me love um, tremendously um, throughout my life. And one of the main things that I knew that he loved me was when he gave me my sons, identical twin boys. Who would have thought me, Dimitri Farr, will be having twins? Like I found out when I was eight weeks pregnant that I was going to have them. Now, mind you, I will say it was the most shocking and frightening, and yet I felt so um, disappointed in myself only because they were born out of wedlock, right? But now as I think back to that, and because of God's love, and I know that he loved me and forgave me for my sin, I thank God every single day for the opportunity to be their mom. You see, they saved my life. I talked about before where you get into relationships or get into situationships, if you will, and you think about all the things or the people that you want love from, especially if you didn't have that love from maybe um, your parents or your grandparents or or whomever, mainly your parents, because you know we're children. And so being that I wasn't raised by my parents, you know, I had to deal with that abandonment issue. And sometimes that meant that I was focusing on love in the incorrect places. And so that drove me to want to find love from, you know, from men and which led me to the relationship that I had with their father. And again, I will say that just having them brought a true sense of unconditional love to me meaning that I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to be anywhere or do anything specific or try to change who I was just to have my boys to love me. And that was a new kind of love for me. It was a new responsibility. It was, it was, it was a lot of, man, it was really a lot of um, unforeseen stress that I was going to take in. But you know what? I, I was grateful for that because ever since they were um, conceived and growing in my womb, God had performed miracles even then while they were in my womb. And so I'm so grateful to have them. So one, I know for certain that he loved me because he allowed me and chose me to have these precious gifts that I have to mold into great young men that will serve him and serve him even now. Next, love is what healed me. I thank God for that, that love healed me allow me to have CJ in my life. 
Um, I don't I don't know if I mentioned it before, but um, CJ was my soon to be fiance. And so when having him in my life and we introduced each other and it's so crazy because we wouldn't have gotten together if it wasn't for me letting him know that I was interested. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know, uh, because we get so thought in our minds as women, we think that, you know, it's too much for us to be um, the one to kind of make the first move, quote unquote, if you will. And sometimes men need that extra help. You know, sometimes they need to just know that you're interested in them because I will say, and I have to be completely honest, that I may not be as approachable uh, if you look at me sometimes. <laughs> and so maybe that was a reason. Um, but also one of the main things that he told me was he thought that I was already married. And so at first I kind of was like, what? How do you look married? Like that doesn't even make sense to me because I didn't realize that that's a look, right? But as I think back on it, it actually was a tremendous compliment because that meant that I was carrying myself as someone who was already married or in a committed relationship, which to me was great. But at the same time, wasn't because if he thought that maybe other people thought that. But nonetheless, I had to uh, really let him know that I was interested. And so because I did that, I didn't have to force anything, but at least I let him know and I left it up to him once I opened that door. So I just want to say for some of us women out there and even for men, gentlemen that are listening, you know, it, it is OK, I believe, if you let a person know that you're interested. But what I also know that if a man really, truly is interested, then he will definitely pursue you. So it may take you to open the door, but the man, I believe, will carry the rest at that point. Um, that's just for my situation. That's my personal opinion. But what I will say about um, the love that I had with CJ was none like any other I ever experienced. Now, I won't say that all of my relationships that I had in the past were bad because I didn't have bad relationships. Thank God I didn't go through any abusive relationships or anything of that nature. I didn't have any really bad situations where there was, you know, rape or molestation or anything like that. And I thank God that I didn't have those things. And I'm not negating those situations if people have experienced them. I just appreciate God um, for not allowing those things to, to happen to me um, in my life. And I'm just grateful for that. But it doesn't mean that I didn't suffer other traumas, which were mentally and so when I got with CJ, it just allowed me to see that there really were good men who truly did love God, love Christ and truly did serve like consistently. It wasn't a game. It wasn't it wasn't anything to try to get anybody or, you know, because I know sometimes we can get with people or see people um, or even are in church with the wrong intentions. And I just appreciate the fact that that wasn't my story. So after being with CJ for the time that I was, it just showed me that it is possible to have a great relationship where you can truly live by the word. You can fast, you can pray, you can court and still be out in, um, in public and not doing too many things that are uh, not appropriate or not even going to say not appropriate things that are going to tempt you to where you're, you'll do things prematurely. So I just appreciate that I had went through that experience and understand now exactly what it is that I want and what to expect and how to be treated because I hadn't had that experience in the past. 
One thing that I've learned as well is that when people are hurting, they will tend to hurt other people. And so in this relationship, um, it helped us grow each other. It helped us to learn each other. It helped us to learn God even more and how much he truly loved us by even having us as a part of each other's lives. So I'm just grateful for that. So that was another way of showing love to me from God. The third way was love healed my mind, right? God loved me enough so much that he brought me to the church that I attend. And I mentioned that before LCI and I'm super grateful for it, but it gave me the opportunity to really mature my relationship with God. And so one thing I realized is that, you know, when you love someone or something, you do your best to not hurt that person, right? You want to make sure that Whatever you do, you're doing it in love for them. You don't want to hurt them. You're not going to say things to them. You're not going to do things to them that are going to intentionally hurt them if you truly, truly love them. Now, mind you, I do understand that people make mistakes as you're trying to learn each other, as you're trying to come together and understand, but it also takes communication. So not love alone makes a great relationship. But it also takes communication. And I appreciate that CJ and I did have pretty good communication skills. Not saying I'm always the best because I will say we handled things differently when it came to how we wanted to approach a situation. I am more of a type of person where I need a moment to kind of get my thoughts together before I want to discuss a situation. Maybe there's a disagreement. And I'm not saying per se an argument, maybe we're just agree to disagree and it can get a little heated, but I'm one who wants to step back from the conversation rather than to continue the conversation. Whereas he will want to continue the situation and get everything out. Doesn't matter how you feel. He will, if you want to be upset and yell and whatever it may be to um, get that off of you, he wanted to talk about it right then. And I was so not that type of person. So we had to communicate and compromise when it came to that and understood each other's boundaries when we needed to have that time. Um, And I appreciate that he listened to me during those times when I needed that space. And then once I was able to not per se calm down, but just to get my thoughts together, then I would be ready to come and approach, you know, the situation that we were discussing. So love at that point, healed my mind because it gave me a different perspective of how to communicate in a better way so that I was still respectful in my communication, but still just showing him that, you know, we could still agree to disagree or just be able to conversate or have a conversation even when it wasn't the best of conversation. So one other thing I want to talk about is that many think love makes you weak. And I think that's just an insecurity or trust issue that people have only because, you know, when you love, some people love so hard that they'll just do anything for that person or they'll say anything or whatnot. And then that gives that person a sense of control. And it shouldn't be that because love should be unconditional. It shouldn't be a point where you think that, you know, that that person is going to abuse your love and and turn that and throw that back in your face. Because if that's happening, then there definitely should be a conversation between the two of you about, you know, how you feel about each other. 
So it doesn't make you it doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you strong because you have that sense of security, that person who has your back, that person who encourages you. Or it's just a sense of understanding that you are not alone. And this isn't all about couples. This could be any type of relationship where you've developed a love, even with love with our parents, with a parent and a child, love with family members, um, love of friends. Because, you know, one thing about friends, which I appreciate and value even the more is because with friends, you actually choose and want to be around that person. With family, you don't have a choice. But with friends, you choose for those people to be in your life and you include them as if they're a family. So that's a even a different type of love that I think is great and everyone should experience them. One other thing I noticed with love is that it is intentional. So you choose to be the best you can be. And, you know, I'm saying all of these things because I want to address that our love with God should be the same. If not, excuse me, I take that back. It shouldn't be the same. It should be the epitome of all love more than anybody else, more than your children. I know mothers, that sounds crazy. More than your husbands. I know that sounds crazy. But we are to love him more than anything on this earth. And when you love him and love him the way that you are supposed to love him, which is doing things to the best of your ability for him, when you fall in line to him and his word, you will do your best to upstand his word, what his requirements are for you and what it is for you to even receive his love. And so many people get so confused on, not confused, maybe they take things out of context from the word when they speak on love and it's a heart thing. That's really what it is. When we have a relationship with God, and I, one example I want to give that I know I have heard uh, several times is about tithing and offering, right? So many people think more so that when they are tithing and offering, they're thinking about the person or the people in the church and what they're going to do with the money, right? Really tithing and offering is a heart thing. It's a matter of heart. So what I mean by that is it's a requirement for us to tithe and to give an offering to a local community church and The intent is for being obedient to the word. That's what it's about, right? So if we get caught up with the person or what we think that person or people will do with the money, then your relationship is no longer about God. It's about them and you're concerned about what they're going to do. So if your heart is pure, and your intent is right when you gave and you tithed and you're off and you did your offering, then it will be done to what it needs to be done. And whomever misuses those things, that's up to them to have to suffer the consequences if they are not doing what they're supposed to. But for you to use that as an excuse to not do something, that to me is a hard thing. Now, um, those funds in my mind and how I look at it is when you go to church and you want to come into the church, you want to make sure that the lights come on, right? 
You want to make sure that you have soap and water to wash your hands. You want to make sure that there's paper towels and toilet tissue. You know, the necessities to have the church run in a way that everyone can use it successfully. And that's how I look at how we are contributing to the community and contributing to the church by tithing. And tithing is only 10% of what you bring in. And many times, yes, we think about that being a large sum, depending on how much ever you bring in. But really, that's minute. You get 90% of the rest of your check to do whatever you will. And then, of course, you're doing your offering, which is an additional amount outside of what you tithe. So your offering isn't even a set amount that you're giving. It is amount that, you know, again, is a heart thing as to what you want to give to God for maybe. And it's not not a payment that we're giving him, but it's a gratitude that we're showing for all that he has done for us in that time period from the last time you got your paycheck until the next time you got your paycheck. So there may have been a significant thing that have happened and you like, you know what, I think I'm going to give a larger amount of, of offering this time because man, God really looked out for me when I thought, um, when I just knew I was going to get into a car accident or God made a way when I didn't think that I was going to have my light bill to pay and Lord and lo and behold, a check showed up in the mail. So in those areas, in those situations, and God does so many things at different times, these are the times that we can show our love and gratitude for that. And then also there are times when you want to sow a seed where you're trusting, believing that God is going to do a great thing with an offering. But all of this ties back to your heart and your relationship that you have with God. And so when you have it and you look at it from that perspective, that you and your intention from what your your intention is coming truly from the heart and that it is a good thing, whatever, whoever does with that tithe that I'm offering after it goes out of your hands is out of your control because your main intent was what it's for. And that was to please God. One thing I do know that God loved me so much that he laid this podcast on my heart and allowed me the opportunity to be able to share this with you. And and I believe that it is here to help anybody who is listening to understand that God does care for us, that he's there for us in spite of those negative things. And I mean, even here recently, I even had I have and and I have a, another thing that may occur or may not occur. I don't know the results to where I will have to have a biopsy and see what the results are going to be. And I will admit I wasn't fearful at the time when I had um, the imaging done. But even then I spoke in, in nothing but positivity because, you know, I refuse to let things take me down. There's too many things that are out here that are going on. And I still don't know the results, but I'm believing that I am healed in Jesus name because he says by his stripes that we are healed. And I know that God loves me and he hears my prayers and I'm trusting and believing that he's going to cover me and keep me even in that. So just so you know, God loves us in spite of the things that happen to us. And I know that there are a lot of people who think, well, God couldn't possibly love me because he allowed me to miscarry on a baby or he allowed me to be in an abusive relationship or he allowed me to to lose a leg or he allowed me to lose my vision. Right. And these things, yes, they can definitely be traumatic. These can possibly hinder you from doing things that maybe you could have done previously. But that has nothing to do with who he is and how good of a God that he is. And I think sometimes we compare 
the love that God has for us with maybe the situations and love that we experience from our biological parents. And God is not that way. God is not a, a punisher. He's not, he does not want to uh, hurt us. He does not want us to be in pain. He just wants us to have true relationship with him. And sometimes it takes a wake up call to happen in order for us to come closer to him. Now, I know some people may say, well, that is extremely selfish or that is not right. But again, that's your perspective. But it could be a way that God is telling you, draw closer and draw nearer to me. Spend some time to me. Talk to me. Love on me. Talk to him just like you talk to your best friend. When you're super excited and you have a situation in your life where you want to tell that best friend, God wants that same excitement, that same joy of conversation coming from you to him. He wants that gratitude. He wants that, that time where we read his word and we just praise and worship and just spend time with him. Now, I will say I haven't always done that and don't always do the right things. I, I'm not even going to try to perpetrate and say that. Sometimes I, I don't want to read my words. Sometimes I don't want to um, to pray or, or, or to worship. I'd rather just sit and watch TV or you get distractions or scroll through Facebook or looking through Instagram, right? But you know, again, it is still a heart thing. So even if we don't make the right choices, the whole thing about it is you don't continue to make the wrong choices. And that's where you go in and you repent and ask God for your forgiveness. And repenting is not only asking for forgiveness, but it's making a change to what you already know is incorrect. That's what true repentance is. It's the action of making a change to what you know is incorrect. And so it takes a lot of effort to do that. You know, God loved us so much that he gave us his only son. And that son died for our sins. Jesus Christ died for our sins. And he rose on that third day to give us everlasting life. There's no greater love that I could ever think of. I can't even imagine having one of my sons to die for people who are fickle, who are hateful, who don't understand that we need each other, who don't understand how great he loves us and wants us to love one another just as we love our sisters and our brother. There's no love equivalent to God's love. And I'm so grateful to understand that he loves me enough that he would have his son to die on the cross for little old me. I love him tremendously, and without him, I do not know where I would be. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being prevalent in my life, for showing me each and every day that you truly love me, and I love you even the more, and I'll continue to love and honor and serve you every day of my life because you continue to show me every day that you love me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So that's really what I wanted to just talk on this week was just love and how good he is. And one thing I was reading, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw a post um, from uh, at Trust God Bro. And they said to strive to be able to put your name where it says love in the Bible. So if you put your name, because love is mentioned um, several times in the word. And if you put your name there, it makes it personal to you. Right. 
So if you do that, you'll look at it in a different perspective that this is almost a story or a book that is speaking to you in a different way. So I do want to use a couple of scriptures. It talks about love. And one of them is 1 Corinthians 16 and 14. And it says, let everything you do be done in love. True love to God and man as inspired by God's love for us. In John 3, 16, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whosoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. Now, when I'm um, quoting um, scriptures, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible. And so it just gives a little bit of extra attention or even some words that are added in there to give a little bit more clarity. But I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, God loves you. I love you. If nobody has told you today or you haven't heard it recently that I love you and that God loves you and he just wants the best for you and he just wants to hear from you. So maybe after you hear this podcast, if you just, you know, have a conversation with him to let him know, you know what, God, I apologize. I repent. Forgive me and develop a daily conversation with him. If you have to set aside a time to just to have a devotion or just to pray with him, and it can just start off with just a quick prayer. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn out conversation, but just let him know that you love him, that you care for him, and he will show you. He will tell you in some kind of way that he absolutely loves you too. So thank you for listening in, and I look forward to bringing you our next episode. Have a good day. Thank you for listening in today. I appreciate you taking this journey with me. I don't want you to miss out on any of my amazing transformation experience. So don't forget to visit my social media outlets to have the most up-to-date information on Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. Make your day amazing. And remember, God loves you.